Hello, hello everyone. Welcome again to another installment of the Nugget Junction. My name is Cranston and I am your host. I am flanked by my co-host Linda Mitheo. Hello guys. Good to see you again. Always. You're looking sharp too. I, know. I love the uh Rep culture, the, da, the, the dashiki. You're representing. <laughs> I don't know why you keep calling it a dashiki. It's a dashiki. Though. Okay, isn't, isn't dashiki? African men's shirt a dashiki? I think an African men's shirt is an African man's shirt. No, it has a name for it. Called a dashiki? It's a dashiki. I don't know huh. which Oibo land you're from, you. You seem to be um, very um. westernized from the beginning to the end. <laughs> <laughs> from your name to not understanding <laughs> Nigerian names from last episode, why they have African names. Oh, yeah, to, no. uh, to what is dashiki? To now you don't know the dashiki, <laughs> I we should take you back. Down. <laughs> Maybe I should go back to Africa for a little bit. I need re-education. Please, if I'm wrong, viewers, let me know. But yeah, I believe it is known if as a dashiki. you this show, I think she's partially correct. Mm. However, for, for today's episode, we, are, we have a treat because um, my colleague here is Dr. Molapo Selepe. He, he is a prolific general practitioner who's been through couple of European countries before he got to Australia. Um, I'll, I'll give him a moment to explain that. He was self-nominated to be one of um, Western Australia's best um, GPs. Amazing. We, we, we actually, a few of us who knew that self-nomination, we were like 100%. <laughs> 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 self-nomination, I love it. Who <laughs> doesn't want to put themselves um, on the map? And, yeah. and, and then he's also a prolific writer. He's written several books. We are working on, on a three-part series book called A New African. We are translating that into a podcast and then into an interview um, program as well. And um, we are very happy to, to have you have on the couch. Welcome. To the well, welcome. Well, thank you so much. Uh, what a beautiful, beautiful uh, welcome. Thank you, Linda. You're welcome. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, that's, uh, that's me in a nutshell. Uh, again, I'm Lapo Slepe. GP locally here in Perth. I'm originally from South Africa, born and bred in South Africa. Amazing. Um, and uh, interesting enough, I was born back in the era of apartheid when wow. uh, all you know, odds were stacked against us. Wow. Uh, but, you know, God being God Amen. and the universe and its generosity and yes. benevolence. Uh, at the time when I was finishing high school, Nelson Mandela got released from prison. Yes. And you know what that meant? Yes. It meant opportunities yes. for mm. us uh, as African people back in the day when we were, we didn't have much opportunities. And, uh, uh, you know, as they say, you know, uh, luck is when opportunity meets uh, preparedness. Yes. Uh, and uh, at that time I was prepared. Uh, I finished my high school marks and I was able to go to university and that's where yeah. this my start of medicine um, started and uh, where was uh, this was in South Africa in South Africa University I, of I studied medicine at the University of Cape Town so you were residing in Cape Town even though you're from where are you yes, from I, I am from uh, a place called uh, Odin Delsres which is a small town outside um, Belcom which is somewhere midway Johannesburg and uh, Bloemfontein. So if you're driving from Johannesburg about two hours south of Johannesburg, uh, that's where I come from. Uh, so yeah, I grew up uh, right in the middle of, of the country 
which mm-hmm. is look at South African map. There's a donut in the middle. Yes. And that uh, it's it's a it's an independent country called Lesotho. Yeah. By the way, it yeah. is an independent. It's on its own, is yeah, it? Yeah. 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 So ah. that's where I come from. My ancestors. Lesotho. From Lesotho. You're you're, com- you're popularly known for this blanket, right? I mean. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty cold in the mountains there. Man, no? we are the people. Oh, so you're in the mountains? Uh, yeah, yeah. Gorgeous. In fact, Lesotho, um, uh, it's actually the highest elevated or the c- wa- wow. a country with the highest altitude in the world. Amazing. Um, higher than um, you know, um, ne- Nepal. Because um, Nepal, they, although they have the actual, you know, town, the population, the, the, population. the whole area, uh, the country that is highest elevated, uh, the Sutu is. That's fantastic. I would have never known. So it's a very cold country, um, but uh, we are also blessed with uh, the most important resource, which is water. So wow. most of South African water comes from those mountains in the Sutu. Oh, amazing. Fresh, clean, crisp. I want a taste, eh? Yeah. Well, welcome. And welcome. and also electricity, of course. So there is hydropower. You guys, you guys don't have the blackouts, no? No. Let's go. <laughs> so hang on, how come Let's you have electricity? How does your terrain, you know, complement electricity? There is hydropower. Right. Hydro, hydroelectricity. Like a dam. Uh, power station. Oh, amazing. Uh, yeah, from, there's a big water, highland water project in Lesotho called Katsi Dam, and uh, so that supplies South Africa with water, but also with electricity. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. So Eskom, that's, that's Eskom should come to Lesotho, guys. <laughs> it <laughs> sounds they beautiful. Can, they can learn something from Yeah, that. I mean, it, it's um, the story of Africa. It, it's, it's like that. South Africa is struggling with power, but their neighbor, which is Lesotho, has got all the power, but there is ongoing border, which is an artificial border between the two countries. Mm. Um, and you, you ask yourself, why? how come as Africans we cannot speak um, between the two countries so that we have friendly terms? Yes, exactly. Where both countries are benefiting from uh, our resources. Exactly. So that's, um, that's a nutshell, nutshell of where I come from. I think it's beautiful. I mean, first of all, He's not Nigerian. <laughs> Finally, someone who's not Nigerian on the couch. <laughs> or maybe someone who's a bit closer to Crankston, you know, Crankston being a southerner. Crankston, yeah. how do you feel about that? Um, <laughs> I feel very safe. Uh, <laughs> I've seen this one. No, I feel man. secure. I feel secure. Because, uh, you know, several episodes ago, we've had some very interesting um, people on the couch. Very interesting. I've been attacked or threatened, but, you know, <laughs> hey, these guys can scam you whilst they're sleeping. Be, yeah, you never know. He's very watchful of that. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm very interested. I've always been very interested in the South African uh, culture. Okay, first of all, how is it that you are considered South African if you have an independent country of your own? Um, well, I was born and bred South African, but as I say, my ancestors um, came from Lesotho. In fact, if you look at South African history, Lesotho was um, South Africa. Um, all South Africa was Lesotho. This was one country until in... Oh, I understand. Um, 
eight thereabout. Wow. So before then, um, a large part of the middle of South Africa was actually part of the Sotho. Um, so th- our languages are the same. Probably Interesting. Which is what language? Uh, Sesotho. Sesotho, not Chakazulu. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, not being from the <laughs> south, <laughs> all we know is Zululand. Chakazulu. Barbarians. It's a Sutu language. Yeah. It's a Sutu language. Cranston, yeah. um, do you understand Sutu? No. Seeing your southerner? Um, he, you do, actually, because there are lots of people in, 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 in Zambia. In yeah. Zambia, we seem to speak. The, the, the dialect is, is fairly similar. Yeah. If yeah. I understood Lozi, mm. it would be Dumela, which is hello. Uh, okay, how are you? No? What, ab- what about Stimela? Oh, yeah, Stimela, Stimela <laughs> is, uh, yes. It's our language, but it's it's, it's sort of a... It's a train, you have to run away. So it's do you all speak train. that click language? Yes, we do. <laughs> when we say... Asutus, if I, yeah, if I can put it that do. way. When I say... That is a language and a half. That's awesome. Yes. Are you hearing, guys? Hey, you know, like I said, we are get so interested in uh, in cultures in general, but that is deep. So what what are you saying out of what you've just said? Of all those clicks. What, what What's the clicks? Um, I guess it's a part of the language, but I think he's trying to say like I'm here, I'm right here, and then I know that you're there, and I can come there where you are because then there where you are is where I'm here, and I'm here because we're there. Okay, that sounds very yeah, but it's it's a simple it's a simple thing to say. Can I try? Please teach me. Only because I do have my girl who hooks me up with my hair. Yeah, she is from Zimbabwe slash South Africa. And she does try to teach me the, the Zulu language with the uh, clicking. Uh, so teach me something. Let me say. Let me try something. Yeah. Say, say that. Uh, 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 give me one at a time. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 yes. Kregu Can you say that? Oh, I'm just gonna sit here Kregu like a fly on the wall. No, I'll let you guys do your Zulu lesson. And then which 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 means the old people of Kwadwa. Kwadwa is a is that region or something? Town, yeah, in, in in South Africa, next to at the border with Lesotho. So the old people of Kwadwa. When you say bad Kwadwa. They are having a conversation. Mm. They are having a conversation. Amazing. I love that. Uh, so could you say that again in a whole statement? Is that difficult? <laughs> or is that something you're obviously raised with from the get-go? Did you find that difficult learning that? Okay, no, look, we're no. not trying to be like ignorant or anything. You know, we do muck around a bit in this podcast. But yeah, in all respect, uh, that's an amazing, what can I say? Um, language yeah, to learn. Clicks in Southern Africa are actually so fascinating. Because I think it, it all emanates from uh, the, the sand people. Sand the, people? You know, the, the, short, the Like the pygmies. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah like so um, the yeah. gods must be crazy. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> Those people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get the people because you're that's, saying. that's, you know, the click language comes from them. Amazing. And you see they, they have influenced 
our language the courses as well in Corsa. Awesome. Um, Mandela's language oh nice um, so I I think the understanding is that the more clicky your language is the more closer to original human language oh that's amazing so there's a few tribes that do the clicks yes. not just the one tribe would okay. you say a statement like that in in Corsa? in Corsa. in Corsa, uh, uh, Something like that. But in course it's a bit it's a bit different. It's a bit different, is language, it? Yeah. I love it. Yeah, so just different dialects but similar versions of it. Amazing. So, Dr. Molapo, I know I met you, was it back in March? Mm-hmm. April? March, yeah. About March, we met at the um, Courageous Women Awards, uh-huh. in which I was very privileged to meet Dr. Molapo, and I was rubbing elbows with the uh, to me, it's like, yo. <laughs> but he was amazing. <laughs> the story you went, you, you know, obviously, when you went upstage and you told your story, that obviously um, moved a little something in me, and I wanted to... Sit down and know you more and see if maybe one day we can, you never know, do business together. So mm-hmm. to see you in this couch. Yeah. Funny enough, he came the next day with his beautiful children and <laughs> we were so privileged. He came to and the Yeah, I just the remember restaurant. them yeah. taking their time, enjoying their time. There was no yeah. hurry. Yeah. Had a meal or two and 10 million coffees. <laughs> but he did give us very good uh, reviews as far as the business of Afro Authentic. It and I wonderful. think there was just, oh, there's just something about you that I always find fascinating. Mm. I even tell Crankstone, don't I? Yeah, mm. for sure. Yeah. So, uh, but my you question so much is, on that, that day, mm. I wasn't present. Did, did you guys dance? Because you don't say females. <laughs> do you do? Ah, you <laughs> the do. Kids, the kids dance. Ah, the yeah. kids. Not put it yeah. on the kids. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, they basically. Yeah, they were, they were doing that. Kilimanjaro. Oh, that Kilimanjaro was <laughs> awesome. Dance, Can I yeah. please just have them here one day? We do a TikTok together. <laughs> and show Auntie, kids. Show Auntie mm. how to do this, your moves. But in saying that, I remember you t- did let me know about the book. You have a three part series. Mm. Do you want to talk a bit more about the three part series of your book? Yeah, I mean the, the the book it's called a New African, which is a is a interesting inspiration really. Um, I remember there's a one prolific speaker from uh, South Africa, Zimbabwe. Uh, you, you might know him, Joshua Maponga. Um, in 2019, I'd gone to South Africa uh, on a special occasion. And um, he's a friend of mine, so we, nice. we had this um, meeting together. How do you become friends with such a prof- prolific man? Well, uh, how do you, you know, just? Meet I don't somebody know. I think isn't it that the better of the f- of the feather? You know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's true. <laughs> so anyway, um, you know, we we've been friends from from a long time. I think I've known him for over twenty five years. Or so oh, that's a decent time. Um, and uh, and so anyway, we were having a conversation, and I was saying to him that we actually need a new way of <coughs> of thinking uh, as Africa. And uh, and he said, look, Africa has always been um, has always been Africa has carried the whole world. Um, we don't need a new Africa. Oh, I like that. Um, uh, the person that we need is a new Africa. 
Say that again. As a new African. A new African, not a new, a new Africa. We're not a new Africa. I like that. Uh, and we need a new way of thinking. Yes, as Africans. And I know, Amen. It really it's, it set me thinking. And I thought to myself, how is it that, how can we think differently? What is it that we are doing wrong in our way of thinking, in our mindset? Um, how do we uh, move forward in such a way that as our generation, we can make a mark and leave a good legacy for our yes. children. Yes. And so that's where the book comes from. And um, it's, it's, a, it's a well-structured book. Um, it's in three parts because part one is about the history of where we come from. Yes. Uh, so I needed to really yeah, you have to find start from a, the summary, beginning. Yes. a summary of where we come from and, and narrate our story uh, in our own words. Yes. Um, and then this part two, it's, it's, a, it's a simple summary of uh, our present situation. In yes. Africa. What are the main issues? Yes. Um, you know, in a positive and in a, and a negative uh, way, where, um, where are we situated as a continent? What are I the like main that. issues? Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the last uh, book, it's about uh, then how do we move forward oh, as, a, as a people? Love that. Yeah. So you've got a beginning, you know, you've got a middle, yeah. and you now you are yeah. ha- concluding. Where, okay. where, what is this all about? Exactly. What can we do further? Exactly. Yes. Of course, it's not just my thoughts, but you know, it's it's, it's triggering a conversation. Yes. Especially for um, our new generation, it's triggering a conversation of how we can start to forge a unified voice. Yes. And a unified thinking. Yes. In a way that we, we move um, forward as Africans. Exactly. Not necessarily as, I mean, it is a very interesting, there's very interesting concepts coming out of it. Yes. For instance, what is an African diaspora? Um, you know, when all Africans are displaced. Whether you are in Africa or outside Africa, yes, it's if true. You are an African at this moment when we have this little power. Yes, we are all displaced, and and yeah. how do we begin to appreciate that? That as a people together, mm. we have been displaced, and and the other p- uh, concept which is very interesting is how do you define an African? <laughs> you know? well, let, me, let me let me say let me chime in very yes. briefly. Um, I've had Linda have been. I've been very fortunate to interact with the book. Lovely. Quite intimately. Mm. Right. Um, including the author as we have him on the couch. Yes. Of the of the many concepts that stepped that uh, jumped out to me was African mm. privilege. Wow. Yes. If you could nice. talk a little bit about African privilege. That's a very interesting topic, you know. Um if you um if you look closely um at at our way of thinking nowadays, people think that um, the privilege in the world now, people who are privileged, are mostly those who are not unfortunate or those who are fortunate enough not to be born African. Um, so we look at Europe, Europeans, for instance, and say, my goodness, how lucky they are. Mm. Even the Europeans themselves, they yeah. probably think, 
My goodness, I wonder what would have happened to me if I was born in Sudan or yeah, something. Yeah, I'm sure they look at <laughs> yeah. Um, so we we there's uh, there's this sense uh, that somewhat it's a disadvantage to be an African, and so in this book I make a, a little story. I start from a little story in order to drive a point home uh, of a, a young girl who was born in Pretoria, very beautiful African young girl called Hotazo. And uh, Hotato was born with a little mark right. on the face of her, on the side of her face, mm. and this mark was in the shape of Africa. Are you serious? Um, and the uh, kids used to laugh at her oh. growing up, and then they mocked her. They called her Africa. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. And, and then you know, it's, it's as if it's a scorn to yeah. be called Africa. Yeah. Uh, and then she grew up to become this beautiful, amazing model, African model. Wow. Mercedes Benz and so Nice. Forth. She's a prolific uh, personality. Uh, but, you know, she says something uh, amazing. She says, in the world where you are born to become anything, yes, um, be yourself. And, and then she, she goes agree. on about what does it mean to be yourself? <coughs> And in this chapter, then I talk about the privilege of being born in Africa. I love uh, that. And how many people um, are, unf are unfortunate that they have not been born in this amazing Exactly. Country. Thank you. Um, so it's, it's, it's an incredible chapter. Um, I, I don't have time to go to all the details, but you know, you realize that with the genes that <coughs> we, we were uh, born with, the resources that we were born with, uh, it only takes a mindset to realize how privileged we are. Yeah, absolutely. For the for the one second, Linda, for the sake of the viewers and the listeners out there, African privilege is tackled in episode two of the a new African podcast, which is a podcast based on the trilogy of books. Mm -hmm. You will find that on YouTube. Um, and, it, and African privilege is well covered and explained. Um, I, I watched that several times. Okay, yeah. you must, you must explain what you're talking about. Well. Are you talking about Dr. Molapo's podcast? Yes. Okay, say that so that the viewers can understand. Oh, it's Dr. Molapo's podcast. It's called A New African <laughs> with a K. <laughs> Me, people can be thinking, what is this one talking about? A New about? African with a K. <laughs> okay, so Dr. Molapo does have a podcast, correct? Yeah, I do have a podcast. Um, we have shot the first, uh, the first season of the podcast, and I think it's going to have several seasons. And Amazing. The season has got about ten episodes, um, and really, it's. I think the next sessions um, will be looking into deeper conversations. What are you conversating about now on your podcast? Um, really, it's prominent uh, subject matters. Um, for instance, things like, uh, I mean, topical issues, the African war, for instance. If we were to stop the African war right now, which is a misnomer, by the way, it's nothing like an African war, but uh, it's a war in Africa which was caused by other people. Yes. Uh, which robs us of everything oh, else. This one I completely understand. Um, and if we were to stop the war in Africa, what would be the What would it the importance of stabilizing ourselves. Mm. Um, you know, how do we leverage and benefit from 
I study life continent. And how would we utilize it? Exactly. exactly. Because you may have all the resources, but utilizing it is a different story. Exactly. You know. mm. uh, African borders, another topical subject. Mm. Um, how do we start destroying these borders that have been artificially have been erected? Created, yes. Between yes. Us. Um, and uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a difficult one because uh, we don't it's not just a question of erasing uh, the actual physical borders. Yes. It's actually even the psychological borders. Oh, it's, it's deep-rooted, um, deep if yeah. I can put it that way. Um, yeah, it's, 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 you know, so African economy, how do we start, you know, um, sharing our goods, sharing our services, the free movement of our people. Mm. Um, I mean, even African animals are free to move around. Imagine. Why can't African <laughs> people just be free to move around? Good um, one. I like that. Yeah. So it's, it's a very, um, I guess this, these things, it's, it's, they are all geared towards uh, somewhat planting a seed towards the change of the mindset. Yeah, that's great. Mm. I think you're doing great as far as, you know, showcasing your podcasts, you know, and showcasing Africa as a whole, mm, both historically and, you know, who we are as people and economically and so on. So you're putting Africa on the map in that regard, and I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's what Maponga was saying. <laughs> we can't put Africa on the map. You know, Africa has put all of us on the map. I love it. It is Africa has put the world on the map. It's and true. It's about us changing ourselves so that we respect Africa. I mean, the motherland has given us everything as a people. Absolutely. Humanity comes from Africa. It is the manipulation uh, that has been instilled upon us. Exactly. That has made us who we are, where we are right now. Mm. So, well, this, this changed the narrative. This episode wasn't meant to be a long one. No, I like the long one. In fact, I feel like you've got more to showcase. <laughs> Me, I want to hear about how you grew up in, uh, mm. in, 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 in those times of yeah, apartheid. What yeah. is apartheid all about? Yeah. Let us know what is oh, apartheid oh, like now. and how was yes. it growing up in apartheid days? Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a very interesting one. You know, I, I, I look back now with awe because, you know, I spent effectively 22 years of my life in the ap apartheid era. Uh, so I became a, a, a young man. Growing effectively, up I grew up in that whole era. Wow. Um, and it was a... a, a it was a short, uh, apartheid was a very short um, period in, in South Africa. From what year for what, to what year? 1948 to 1994. That's, a, that's quite a period. That's about 50 years. That's yeah. quite a period. It's, it's quite a, a period, but it's, it's short, you know, if you look at it you know, historically. Yeah. So a lot of people think that South Africa has always been like that. But uh, look, it was a concept which was, among many, it was actually imported from Australia as, as a philosophy. As a model, yeah. They got uh, the model from, <coughs> from Australia. Because <coughs> there was, there from was segregation country, from yeah. here, yeah. Mm, from Australia. Oh, I never knew this. Um, yeah, they were segregating between the settlers and um, the, the indigenous aborigines. Yes. Oh, is that right? And then so what happened is the National Party in South Africa, uh, in 1948, they decided, look, um, we want to the policy of people's identity in terms of their race. We want to legislate it. Yeah. And so uh, it comes from this concept of um, per 
perhaps white supremacy is a bad term to use, but effectively it is a group of people thinking that they are better than other mm. other people. Mm. And so there was basically put people put in levels. So there were wow, group, four yeah, groups yeah, of yeah. people, yeah, yeah, four yeah. categories. If you belong to category one, yeah. you were a, a human being. Wow. Who and then uh, in uh, we happen to belong to category four. Wow, 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 like, wow. Like subhuman. Wow, wow, wow. Barely wow, making wow. it as human Oh, that's beings. so terrible. Um, and, and so it, it comes with... Um, you know, territory, so you you had to live outside, the, you know, the town, so they were called the townships. Yes. So we were grouped there. Oh, Soweto's history is rooted in the Johannesburg gold rush of the late 1800s. Tens of thousands came to find their fortune. Rich white prospectors built nice houses while poorer gold diggers, white and black, lived together in neighboring slums. But then, on top of economic segregation, came the racial kind. In 1904, blacks were relocated to the outskirts, out of sight of the white neighborhoods. This is how Soweto began. Thousands more were relocated there in 1923. That's when blacks were banned from living in parts of Johannesburg. When apartheid became regime police in 1948, they were driven out of more areas, including Sofia town. Soweto's population exploded. By the 1950s, it was no longer just a township, but an urban sprawl. It was around this time that people started actually calling it Soweto. The word abbreviates Southwest Township, the longer form indicating its location relative to Jobeg. Soweto became a hotbed for anti-apartheid activity. Its residents included key players such as Nelson Mandela, Chris Honey, and Walter Sisolo. In 1976, it became a symbol of the struggle. The regime forced black schools to use Afrikaans, the language of the oppressors. When children and others protested peacefully, police responded with deadly violence. Among the victims was 12-year-old Hector Peterson. The image of his body being carried by another resident made front pages globally. Which you didn't have so how yeah. are you surviving? Exactly. Wow. So um, just minimum wages. It's ridiculous. Uh, and our parents had to travel between the outskirts towns to the main mm. you know, uh, sources of economy or hubs of economy. Um, yeah, very bad um, uh, system. So it means that our education was inferior. Um, it means that our... Access to finance um, was non existent. Yeah. Exactly. So everything was just you. Uh, everything was set against you. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, things like university access. Wow. Uh, you know, and yet you're a scholar. Look at you now. You're a black person. So <laughs> what do you know about education? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You academic. don't have the brains for it. No, no, no. no. Yeah. So that, that is the era in which we grew up. That's tough. Um, and so uh, it was very interesting because around that same time, I think 1948, Mandela must have been about, uh, he was a 30-year-old young man. Wow, still very so young. So it was legislated at a time when people like Nelson Mandela were young, militant, um, yeah. you know, <coughs> um, budding leaders. Yeah. And so they fought against this legislation. And, uh, and so about uh, so 12 years later or so, he was then incarcerated. And he was to spend the whole of his life in prison um, for, um, for this... Um, you know, resistance against uh, the legislation. And so we thought, you know, when we grew up, you know, Mandela was banned. Um, and so they used to, you know, 
we, we didn't even know how Mandela looked because there was, you know, this wow. uh, blank around his, his eyes. You could not, we didn't know how he looked. It was illegal to talk about him, Whoa. Uh, to uh, expose his, his, his image. Um, That's terrible. Uh, you know, that type of a thing. And so we were effectively muzzled. Yes. Not talk about these issues. And then, um, yeah, come, <coughs> come, the cold. come late, late 80s, uh, beginning of the 90s, <coughs> then Nelson um, Mandela was released. Are you okay? Yeah, when the cold hits my chest, yeah. Yeah. that's what happens. So, um, yeah, so then um, the world really got together to fight this regime in South Africa. And the pressure mounted against them, which ended up in 1990, Nelson Mandela being released from prison. And uh, yeah, that that, <coughs> that was, was glorious. That was an epic time. That was an epic time for all of Africa. Yeah. You have no idea how much we all rooted for him, yeah. you know, for his release, even yeah. within our own countries yeah. in Africa. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Crankston, um, you want to help me with some words? Yes, I do. I feel like um, what we normally introduce, how we normally introduce the show mm. is we obviously let our guests, we want to know how you got here. Mm. Again, as Cranston says, not geographically, mm. but how you made it from, from Kutwano. Such trial times, growing up 22 years of the apartheid was not easy, mm. to actually making it. You're a doctor. You are um, a, a podcaster now. And this is very today's world. Don't get me wrong. Not just anybody can do this. Mm. You are a historian, if I can put it that way. You're an author. Mm. The odds are against, were against you as a young boy maybe growing up, correct? Mm. How did you get to where you are? Uh, well, it's, it's very interesting, really. I guess, you know, um, these dots, you can only begin to join them in retrospect, uh, and I think somewhat we owe it to, to God, to a society, to a uh, benevolent universe. Um, for, you know, there's a saying that says, these things happen for us, yes, not to us. to us. Yes. And I think without realizing, I guess we grew up in that era, for a particular reason. And so, um, you know, interesting enough, around the time that Nelson Mandela was released, that is the time when I was finishing high school. Mm -hmm. <coughs> and, uh, and so, I somewhat in my spirit, I just knew that I grew up, um, and although apartheid was so limiting in so many ways, but I just knew that I wanted to be to be, to do something greater and bigger. You know, amazing with my life. Amazing, and that's so, good. Um, and so I I worked hard, you know, through through high school and so forth. And I was <coughs> not even sure, Cranston. I was not sure where was that leading me to. Mm. Right. But I just I just wanted to make sure that I excel in school. Yes. And so by the time I finished high school, yes. Um, it was very interesting because our school, our high school was actually banned that year. Your particular so high school? Yeah. Out of all the other high schools? Well, the, the country <laughs> was in chaos. At the time I finished high school, 
the, the South Africa was at the brink of a civil war. Wow, yeah. Because I finished high school in uh, 1991, yep. and apartheid finished in <coughs> 1994. Yep. So there was still about two, three years yeah. uh, where there was a level of uncertainty. Yes. So between when Mandela came out of prison to when apartheid ended, there was this big element of uncertainty mm. in the country. And so, but at that time, I had worked so hard that um, I made sure that I get top marks. I like in that. Maths, in science. But I didn't know what that or meant. Or where it was going to take exactly. you even, yes. But when opportunities came, I could apply for bursaries, uh, universities, and there's nobody who could decline. Yes, mm. exactly. So because your marks were tops. Exactly. Amazing. So I got access to... Um, I just wanted. I just needed to make a decision. <coughs> Where do I want to go? So I said I want to go to UCT Medical School. They accepted me. So you've always wanted to be a doctor. Uh, well, it's a decision that I made when I was in about uh, year year ten. Nice. Um, so maybe uh, two years before I finished high school. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, so that you know it was very interesting because then I could apply to high school to. to University, I got access, and I told them when I got access to university that hey, uh, thank you for accepting me, but I don't have money. Yeah, <laughs> <to laughs> your study. money uh, can't pay your tuition fees. You know, and then they said, uh, <laughs> no, don't, uh, don't worry, uh, just come, and then we'll see oh, that's how great. how it goes. Oh, that's amazing. And so um, before when I arrived to the university. Uh, then encouraged me to apply for scholarships mm. um, and so forth. And by March or April, I got this scholarship from uh, Buringer Engelheim, which is a pharmaceutical <coughs> company from Germany. Nice. And they sponsored me from year one at university to until I finished. Oh, amazing. Um, so it is, you know, it was just amazing because then it, it sort of, um, set my path uh, then onwards. So, when I finished, I s I worked in South Africa briefly for about two three years. Um, as a doctor, as a, as doctor. a qualified doctor. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, and then I moved to UK. So I worked in UK for uh, about twelve years. Oh wow! Um, How did you find that opportunity to move to UK? Um. Well, I just, you know, I uh, the, I remember I was working in this hospital um, and, uh, you know, I think I went to a course somewhere and, um, you know, there was uh, this opportunity that, uh, you know, if people wanted to, you could, uh, could jump uh, in. Where yeah. They were looking for people to... To uh, sponsor? To, to work in the UK. Uh, it was just a, a job, you know, people were <coughs> and I went, I thought I was going to work for about three years and come back. Mm. Uh, but when I got there, I realized, hey, man, there's so many opportunities yes. to study further. So yes. I, mm. I ended up staying about 12 years and specialized over there. You seem to have a deeper story, but fine, because we're <laughs> running out of time. <laughs> We'd love to get you back for maybe like a part two or something. Sure. What do you think? Yeah, we'll, no, give you, we'll give you adequate time. I do apologize time. for you, no? having to keep you here all night and so on and so forth. But I'm sure you enjoyed a nice meal. 
at the restaurant uh, while you waited? No, it's, it's been a beautiful night, fantastic night. Thanks, thank you. You're most thank welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Um, yeah, I'll w- I look forward to um, you know further conversation. Obviously, uh, when we have time uh, to to talk further. Yeah. Story. I really appreciate it, and I regard it a privilege to just talk, talk more. We'll talk about it. Talk more story. Yeah. I believe the privilege is also ours to have Dr. Molapo right here <laughs> on this couch. <laughs> hey, amazing! But Dr. Molapo does the best TikToks with his kids. Are they TikToks or what? What, what are they? Uh, well, Instagram. Instagram videos. Yeah, Seriously, <laughs> you need to go check out his page. We will put all the credentials at the bottom of the screen, correct? Yes, we will. Yeah. In case anyone wants to go check out Dr. Molapo and, you know, his pages, whether it be official or, uh, or you know, just, you know, your little moves. I, I personally, I must say, it, but I put it on record, I absolutely hate what he does on Sunday. So this dude... Oh, dear, what does he do on Sunday? goes and does this jogging business. Or ah. So he runs around for a very I long love time. It. Good. And then he posts this long map, 25 kilometers of running. Good. I can't even walk 3Ks without That's like losing my life. Well, maybe if you start, you can well, get to that mm, point mm, of look, running. Okay, Mapo, we appreciate your fit, but don't post everything. Now. Post yeah. them. Me and me, I like I'll them. Limit, I'll limit that. No, I'll no, limit. no. Mm. Post them. Yeah. You know, he has a but lifestyle. You know, what, you you know, know what, a lifestyle. What, What's your lifestyle? My lifestyle is not to watch his post. <laughs> You know, because every this weekend I have to look at it. This, I love this running it. thing. I don't like. I don't like. You know. You know the the running thing. Sometimes it, it gets to you because so much effort. But what I really liked this year was seeing myself run with my kids in the, the HPF. Oh, I saw that. That, that was very special. That was very special. Uh, you could see my son almost ran the same time as me. He ran a half marathon in less than an hour, so which was wow. not not a half not a half marathon, twelve mm. k. Wow! Uh, in less than an, an hour, which was which was very nice. I love the bond between you and your children. I must say, uh, thank you. Are you looking after them very well? I must yes. say, and I yes. love how they look up to you. Yeah, yeah. But you're doing a good job. I did I did also see the HBF fun run. Yeah. There was a special bond between you. Yeah. You did that together. <laughs> I don't know. You all have got a bond anyway. But there was something about that HBF. Yeah. You know, it was a great, as you know, it's a great inici- initiative and it was yeah. good that you did, yeah. you know, come together as family to do so. Yeah. But yeah, now I, I do rather enjoy your your um, Instagrams and so on. But get me in on one of them, k- yeah. kids, yeah. okay? Come teach auntie how to do them, <laughs> seriously. They do I these dances. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. everyone, thank you so much. Um, unfortunately, we have to draw the show to a close. We will invite thank you. you back to come Yeah, we need, to, we need to bring Dr. Molapo back. A lot back. Of longer yeah. episode, but you can ask all your questions. Yeah. Because I have a whole bunch as well. Yeah. Thank you, guys. So do stay yeah. tuned to the channel. And if you yes. want to know a bit more about what he's doing regarding the podcast, it's called A New African, A-F-R-I-K-N, African with a K. Search that on all the socials and on YouTube, specifically episode two, because we were talking about or they were talking about um, African privilege. It's an interesting concept. Um, but in a nutshell, as we had said earlier, you are very privileged if you were born in Africa and people very. downplay that. Oh, very. Motherland. Thanks for listening. Mm, Africa, with a K. Is that intentional? <laughs> yes. Or is that history? Yes. Um, it's a big part of the book. 
Yeah, the whole thing is a new African with a K means that you're not like a new African African. You're the old you're one. Like is is it is it not true Africa was spelled with a K historically? <laughs>